Hello, everyone. This is your always tactful host, Pendy. And this is Paul, also known as Yeastex Twitch. Well, everyone, it was a good run here at Tactfully Die. I'm sad that we'll only be doing the die portion of the show from now on. What are you talking about? Why would we stop talking tact? Sadly, tact is coming to a close. It's the final event they are doing, after all. Final event? You don't mean... Yes, it's our final fantasy. Kind of odd to phrase the event like that, but say Levy. Yeah, but... The monsters are weird, too. All this talk of Kupo this and Que that... I mean, uh, maybe they're from a Dragon Quest Monsters game I haven't played yet. Have you been eating too many Beastie Bites? Oh, you know, I'm going to miss tact. We almost made it to the two-year anniversary. I thought it was going to last so much longer than Dragon Quest of the Stars or Dragon Quest Monsters Super Light in Southeast Asia that was also in English. Oh. You you don't understand. It's so sad. Oh, how is me and all the gems I bought and it investment into nothing nothing i might as well have gone out and bought some nfts or crypto what have i done with my life <laughs> what are you talking about it's not the final event it's just a crossover with a final fantasy mobile game you slime brain wait so the the games the game's not ending no far from it and, and- and I can continue this horrible investment into more gems? You don't have to. You could always go free to play. Now that is a fantasy. Now, stop moving around so we can get on with the show. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have deleted my game file in anger. Uh, I'll be right back. While we're waiting for Pindy to get back from doing who knows what, and hopefully wash his hands afterwards, I'll go ahead and welcome our audience to Tactfully Die, a Slime Time podcast spinoff that covers just about everything in the world of Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, and Dragon Quest Tact, the mobile game. <coughs> oh, oh, that's right. We'll talk about the latest and the greatest with Dragon Quest Tact first. Good. I'd love to finally talk some tact. It has been a minute, huh? The holidays were pretty busy. Yes, they were. For instance, I wrote seven reviews in one week for Co-Optimus. I did lots of family stuff and also played the heck out of Vampire Survivors, a very rad game. Getting back to tact, how has your new phone been with the game? Oh, man, it is so nice to enjoy the game at the best graphical mode now. I can see everything so clearly, and my game never crashes at all now like it used to before. It's great. That's good indeed. We'll have to get you weaned off your CRTV and single-speed DVD player next. What do you think about the Final Fantasy War of the Visions Brave Exvius crossover we're currently undergoing? Quit? I mean, yes, it's fantastic. All joking aside from the intro, I'm very familiar with Final Fantasy. I uh-huh. have played the original Brave Exvius game for a while. They've done quite a few Dragon Quest crossover events in the past. Everything from a Dragon Lord event to some Dragon Quest XI events. Didn't they also do some weird ones featuring Ariana Grande and Katy Perry characters? Yeah, uh, that game will do a crossover of just about anything. <laughs> what is your experience with Final Fantasy? Love it? Hate it? Making babies with it? All those things and more. Well, I have played a fair amount of Final Fantasy 1, 3 through 6, 9, 13, and Tactics. More recently, 
I played a bit of Stranger of Paradise, which is a really cool retelling of Final Fantasy 1 with Dark Souls-style gameplay. I did play Final Fantasy Record Keeper on mobile for a while, but I eventually left it behind because of the steep event difficulty and poor gotcha drop rates. Oh, yeah. That was another uh, gotcha game that I played in the past for a little bit. I liked it. It was really uh, cool, but it was stressful for me. Mm, no, I got you. I got you. Yeah, it, it did seem to have a big difficulty spike for a lot of stuff, so... It, there's not a lot of things I could do, do with it. And I was like, I'm not spending that much money for this. <laughs> Just it's but Dragon Quest. Sure. Let's go. <laughs> That's, you said it. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, but yeah, I played for Final Fantasy. I played one through ten and pretty much dropped off of it uh, from there, except for a few side games and a couple of the mobile games like Record Keeper that we just mentioned and uh, Brave Exvius. Uh, the first Final Fantasy Tactics is also a favorite of mine as well, not just for Final Fantasy, but for just games in general. It's great game. Yeah, that game is wonderful. And the first Final Fantasy Advance is also quite good, even if the story's not as strong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, got stuck... Um because that had like laws or rules or something like that. Yes, yes, it did. And I screwed up on the first board and I got to, I, somehow I was not able to progress. And I was like, yeah, screw this game. I never played it again. <laughs> That's a shame. It, yeah. it was good enough to warrant a restart, but that was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. So back to tact. How about the pool party for Omega Weapon and the second anniversary that our guild recently performed? Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So we've got like the final part of the Final Fantasy event where Omega Weapon is the featured banner pool along with Shiva. That was great. And the second anniversary is coming up. So they did a bunch of second anniversary banners. Some of them are free. Uh, giveaways some of them are paid gem giveaway not giveaways but paid gem banners as well so they got a lot of stuff going on they got 48 hour banners lots of different uh, 48 hour banners going on just about every day for a while uh, second anniversary is actually going to be 28 january so i'm excited that this is going to hit the two-year mark and you know it's been great that this game has lasted not a lot of people thought it would especially with the way that stars went but still going strong the party was great uh, i ended up getting really lucky I think like three or four pulls into Omega Weapon, I was able to get a pull where I got two Omega Weapons on the same pull. So it was great. I, oh. I got really lucky with it. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? How did, how'd it go for you? Okay. Well, first you mentioned the game hitting the true second anniversary in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To me, it is weird that they did the celebration in advance of that. You know, couldn't have hurt to just space it out a couple of weeks from the Omega banner. But I guess for some reason they wanted to just slap us with all of it at once. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it is beautiful that the game has been around for that many years. We've had our, our very successful Facebook group for that many years, and you've been with me the whole time, which is excellent. And yeah, as for the party itself, I uh, how did I do? Well, I got one Omega from free tickets, which was lovely. Nice. And Yeah, and then, of course, I wanted to chase an extra heart on it, so I, I just kept doing regular pulls after I didn't get any from the remaining free tickets. And so far, I've done 10 10 pulls, which means I've had two guaranteed S's, but unfortunately no duplicate yet. So I'm being hit with my typical bad luck that, that I, I seem to get it just whenever I really want a unit. Like if I would really <laughs> want it, no, I, I have to really fight for it and probably go for the pity. So yeah, I'm going to have to do up to five more pulls just to get that heart. Mm -hmm. So could be a little better, but hey, some people, I mean, I'm not the only one who has that kind of luck. Uh, but besides that, there was the second anniversary banner where you could do up to 10 pulls and the, the very 10th one gives you three guaranteed S units. And so far I've done nine of those pulls. So actually later tonight, after we finish recording the podcast, I'll do the final one. But 
leading up to the the polls leading up to that, the nine that I've done so far, well, they've been moderately good, I would say. Like certainly I've seen some other people who have gotten much more desirable stuff, but out of what I've what I've gotten, I got Murdoch for the first time. Murdoch. <laughs> there you go. And a heart for him. And I think he is a unit that I will really enjoy using, you know, and I mean, especially for certain PVE content, I bet his strong sleep ability will be really useful. And who oh, knows? Yeah. Maybe. yeah. So I'm I'm glad to have him and and he's got a heart. So he's actually good because he needs that to have good. Um, he gets an extra movement from it, I believe. So pretty dang important. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, a lot of. A lot of units are uh, a lot more useful once they get that that one heart. Um, and without without the heart, they, they're missing a move or a bunch of different uh, really good tricks that they have. So usually, usually, you know, standard, you want to get like the one one heart and then you're good to go. Yeah, agreed. And like, I mean, a, a few units are, are still going to be decently good even without a heart. Like, um, gosh, the who's that nature guy that does the wind attacks? I just forgot his name. Oh, the forest dragon. The, no, the bird guy. I'm sorry. Is he a bird or is he a beast? Uh, nature or a beast? Oh, Jamiris. <laughs> oh, Jamiris. Oh, yeah. he's uh, he's nature. Yeah. Yeah. Like like Jamiris is pretty OK, even without a heart. But if mm-hmm. they get an extra movement from it, well, that that's essential. Right. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, also Nemean. Nemean needs a heart to actually have his uh, three turn breath immunity. And that's the whole point of Nemean. So you got to have that heart. Exactly. Or like CGM. He gets the bounce with a one heart, I believe. Stuff like that. Very nice thing to have, yes. Yeah. Although spellcasting isn't as as prevalent as it used to be. No, and you know, I I'm not a big fan of the spellcasting units, except for maybe like a little bit of Zoma here and there and stuff like that. And I'm just not very good with using them. That's part of the reason why. But yeah, they're they're not as much. They don't seem to be as much as a threat as well for the most part. There's some exceptions, but yeah, like I think the game's balance is, has really skewed away from the spell attacks. Like so, at least in PvP stuff, in PvE, yeah. different story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway. Um, but a few other units I could mention that aren't from the pool party, but I did get Phoenix with no hearts so far. Bahamut, I had some good luck with, and I've got three hearts on him, which is which is very very cool because he's a great unit and. I mean, like stun is maybe a little a little less killer than confusion with which CGM has. But on the other hand, he's CGM is weak to him, you know, so he's just perfect for taking down CGM. So, um, man, what a cool unit Bahamut is. Oh, yeah. And I forget what banner it was, but we had some banner a little while back where we you could pull from a, a lot of the good S units. And I ended up doing a lot of that and I ended up getting like two hearts on my Veronica, which I've been trying to get forever, which is great <laughs> because once you get her up to three hearts, like her chances of dual casting goes up dramatically. So it's great. That does sound great. You know, I don't even have one Veronica yet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, she's I mean, a, she's one of the be- the best spell units out there. Like that's one of the few exceptions of spell units that I'll use on a, a semi-regular basis. Oh, yeah. I couldn't afford to chase her back when she came around. And every other time she's been in the mix, the game just hasn't let me have her. But maybe someday, right? I mean, eventually. Yeah. yeah. So besides getting the Omega Weapon banner, I've really enjoyed tech getting... Moogles, Chocobos, Cactars, Bahamut, and the rest. Kupo. Kupo, indeed. I see you're top of the guild for stamina use again. 
Does that have anything to do with the Cactar cards? Absolutely. I won't ever go to the 150 level again, but I have been going through the 100 levels of stamina. I was able to get a third heart for Erdrick because of it so far. It's been great. I'll probably use my Cactar cards towards getting uh, Crystal Shards for... Oh, for Omega weapons. Well, yeah, that's a perfect use for them. So... Yeah, I'm glad you're doing well with it, but the drop rate for those Cactar cards has been atrocious for me. And yeah, like it it seems like it's even worse than the last time, but I spent 800 stamina today and got zero cards. I mean, come on. Like, I feel like at least out of 400, you should get one, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so it's not fair. Like, even if I wanted to, uh, to farm it, like, like you enjoy doing, it would just be so frustrating because, you know, I mean, like I'm spending all these gems and I'm getting so little out of it, you know, I'd be I'd be furious. <laughs> but moving on from that, how about the arena? It's been a few weeks since we talked about it. Yes, it has. And let me tell you, I had quite the run. I had three weeks in a row where I was perfect and got first place and a gold trophy. It wow. was a lot of fun. I think I'm five or six away from getting the accolade for getting 10 gold trophies now. I think it's five. Go. Wow. Five out of 10. Uh, but my streak ended last week, though. Uh, it was a pretty horrible week. I didn't lose or anything, but I did pretty poorly. Uh, doing 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 a little bit better now, though. It's a high weight limit this week, so I'm running a five-heart Pizarro Bane Sword, a three-heart Erdrick, since I just got three hearts for him, a four-heart Zenlon, and a five-heart Bianca. How have you been doing in Arena? That's a lot of hearts. Mm. Well, um, last week, yeah, last week I think I actually, I don't know, something happened and I lost a fight, so... Oh. I was not happy about that. But, you know, um, while I totally respect how well you're able to do and some of our guildmates are able to do, I I don't like changing my team up very much. You know, like I, I like having my team that I like and just seeing how well I can do against what's available. And sometimes that means I lose a unit, you know. Mm-hmm. So th- this is totally my own fault. Like if I was willing to be a little bit more hardcore, I probably could have more perfect weeks and maybe sometime I'll feel like doing that. But yeah, you know, I, I mean, like as long as I have fun d- during the fights, I don't mind. Oh yeah, of course. So there's that. And this week, I think, um, you know, like I've lost a unit here and there, but still I, what I like about this week is the limit is higher. So you can bring along another more fun unit and that's cool. Oh yeah. But that's not the only arena in town. How have you been doing in real-time matchmaking? You know what? Uh, not too bad. It's nice to be able to play it again. My old phone got to the point where it automatically crashed at the start of any fight. I just couldn't do it at all. Ah. I, I just had to stop it all together for a while. But now I'm back in it with a new phone, starting with this uh, new tournament that went up a week or two ago. I'm up to Master 2 so far. I've even had some fun battles with some fellow Aces guildmates. How about you? Well, I'm Ori Chalcom 5 right now, mm. but I can only get in a few matches per day. When they changed the hours a few weeks back, they actually took away the time window during which I used to be able to play after work. Oh. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, most people seem to be happy about the changes, but from my perspective, I don't know. Like, is there now extra time we can play? To me, it's just like, oh, they took away this big window that was good for me. Oh, well. But anyway, I'm still squeezing in matches when I can, and I'm still having fun because I'm not quite so high up that I only come across the super whales. So Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really fun until then. Once you get yeah. to the super whale stage, not so great. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about our last guild tournament. Man, and that was a tough one. Uh, in the qualifiers, we had two losses out of the four, but those two losses were 
against really stacked teams. Uh, I think Levi said that one of them was pretty much the best in all of the game. Yeah, our matchups were unfortunate. Like with with that particular one, we could just look and see that it was hopeless. Like there mm-hmm. there was no way. It's right from the start. But those two losses sent us down a peg to the gold tournament where we won first place. Naturally. It almost didn't happen, though. You know, (laughs) the first match was against a team we have beat pretty handily in the past, at least a couple of times, and we kind of struggled. Yeah, that was partially my bad. I was in a rush to get the fight done, so I didn't wait for the advice of our more skilled guildies, which normally is what we want Mm -hmm. a lot of the players to do, you know, but... We did win in the end. And also, I'll point out our performance during that time. It was the holiday season and a, a lot of us also were just re- a lot of us were really busy. I mean, that's why I couldn't get any any serious help in the first place. Yeah, that's a good point. It it's hard when when you're dealing with you know, actual real life things that are more important <laughs> than a guild, a guild battle. So it's completely understandable. But like you said, we ended up winning in the end. So it was great. That matchup with that guild that we struggled with, I think it was my team. And I think one other that had defensive wins to help lock it up. I was pretty proud of that. And uh, my defense team was totally not a shameless copy of uh, somebody else's team. You don't say. Yes, not an exact copy of the last Don's defensive setup whatsoever. No, sir. Far be it from me to call you a liar. Anyway, after this guild tournament, we lost a member of DQ Aces 1. That's right. He was lured away to the Arena Watch team. You know, I used to think that Big Dracky Squad was a rival. Oh, how wrong I was. It's really been Arena Watch this whole time. Friggin' Big Dracky Squad. I mean, yeah. A.W. poached us, those bubble slimes. The guy who went over there was really promising. We miss him. Listen up, Arena Watch, or should I say Arena Weenies. If you smell what the Pendy is cooking. Is he cooking? A.W.'s liver. That's what. I'm going to eat it with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Ah, I wish we had the skills to pay those bills. Now then, before we get into the die portion of the show, it's time for the tact tip of the day. Tip of the day. Did you know that it can be very easy to fight the same person twice in a row sometimes in real-time matchmaking? That's right, tacticians. I have had too many silly losses where I fought someone that is impossible for me to beat, and then I immediately try to do another match and got them all over again. Now, this is not foolproof, but try slowly counting to 20 after you run into a team like that, after they beat you. That countdown will greatly decrease the chance that you'll have to fight them twice in a row or more. That's amazing. That was our tact. Tip of the day. Tip of the day. Now let's get into some die. Every week, we're going to review two episodes from the newest Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die anime. We will also cover other news related to die that could range anywhere from the recent dub to the upcoming console game to any merchandise we collect or see news about. Everything you just said is true. To the best of my knowledge. First, we'll go over episode 23, The Dragon Knight. Dai and company struggle to fend off the dragons invading the town, but win out in the end. A trip to the kingdom of Tehran will reveal Dai's true origins. Is Dai a dragon knight? And is he the only one? We begin the episode with Merla trying to save a woman who is trapped underneath the rubble caused by the sudden dragon attack. We also see a well-placed kicked from Merla's grandmother, Nabara, to motivate the nearby cowardly townspeople to go help out. Dai engages the Hydra, but he breaks his sword in the process. Oh no! Yeah, but before we see what Dai will do, 
the camera cuts to Pop, who hits five green dragons with his new Donk spell. It's a spell that crushes them into the ground with increased gravity. For this one, I wasn't sure at first if there was a Dragon Quest equivalent to this spell. It does, but it seems to be another case of an ability that starts in Die first before being used in the Dragon Quest games. Donk debuted in Dragon Quest X before being featured in other games, such as some of the Dragon Quest Monsters Joker games, Heroes, and even Dragon Quest Treasures. Yar! <laughs> Pop's post-Donk celebration is cut short as we see some of the dragons survive the attack and go after him. Meanwhile, Dai is being crushed by Hydra and unable to move. Two of the green dragons that Pop was unable to defeat show up around Dai. One of them lunges towards Leona. This sets off Dai's special powers and the crest appears. He bursts from the Hydra, destroying one of its heads, and then takes out the green dragon with a flying kick. You know, I, I love how Dai eliminates the two dragons here by throwing one into the other and finishing them off with a good old a boom spell. Yes, that is rad. Then Dai frees the woman trapped from the rubble and re-engages the Hydra. Nabara and Merla both recognize Dai's crest and figure out that he's a dragon knight. And now we're at one of my least favorite fight scenes of the whole series. Ow. Yeah, as Dai re-engages the Hydra, the show switches to full CG mode, and in my opinion here, it just looks very awful and very clunky. Sometimes the CG is used well in the show, but in uh, not here. Yeah, it's very obviously CG, so it does take you out of the story a little bit. That said, I don't agree that it looks awful. It's still a cool fight to me, just a little less cool than it could have been. Yeah, and after that bit of CG, thankfully, they switch back to the normal animation style. We see Dai pick up the discarded Dragon's Bane weapon, stab the Hydra, and then take him out with his apple spell, pinpointing the spell where he stabbed it. Hmm, I wonder what roast Hydra tastes like. Probably tastes like Bantam weight. Everything does. No time to Google that. Anyway, after the fight, Dai is shocked to see the townspeople are scared of him because of his raw power. They are such ungrateful jerks. Yeah, not only that, but Kilvern decides to pay them a visit at that moment. Kilvern was actually the originator of the dragon attack. He was doing it just to confirm that Dai was a dragon knight. As Kilvern leaves, we get a taste of his power when he completely disintegrates the dragon's main weapon on his way out. Mm -hmm. And Dai is confused because he doesn't know what he really is yet. We get a quick cutaway of Hyunkel figuring out that Sovereign Rock Castle is most likely positioned in the area known as the Field of Death. That's a scary place. Hyunkel also happens upon an injured soldier who explains to him that the Carl Kingdom has been defeated. Carl! It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Uh, anyway... Merla and her grandmother, Nabara, invite Dai's party to their kingdom of Tehran, where Dai can learn more about himself. We find out that Tehran worships the god of dragons. According to their legend, the Dragon Knight is a destroyer of creation that bears the very same crest that Dai has on his forehead. Nabara shows Dai to an underwater temple that holds the soul of the dragon god. Dai voices his worry about humans, including Leona and Pop, hating him if he's not human. Then he dives into the water before anyone can say anything to him. And Pop gets very emotional about this. He is upset that he isn't able to express to Dai that their friendship is a bond that can't be broken, no matter what Dai is, human or not. Yes, and Pop's reaction is some serious Japanese melodrama. Like, 
it's the kind of thing where if you show it to somebody who doesn't know about Japanese culture, you know, who's not into it, they're just going to think it's goofy. Mm. So goofy overreaction there, Pop. Come on now. But anyway, <laughs> down in the temple, Dai finds a mysterious talking orb that confirms he is a Dragon Knight. The orb explains that he is neither monster nor human. This world was created by the god of dragons, the god of humans, and the god of darklings. That's a lot of gods. And the Dragon Knight is a creation from all three of those gods together. Before the orb can tell Dai what the purpose of the Dragon Knight is, they are interrupted by someone else. Oh no, it's Baron, the Dragon Legion commander who apparently is also a Dragonite. He invites Dai to join him and destroy the human world. And that's it for now. Overall, not one of my favorite episodes because of that awful CGI sequence. However, it was very interesting to start to see what Dai and the Dragon Knights are all are all about. And, uh, you know, what, what do you think about this episode, East X? Well, this episode starts to really move the narrative forward, and it's nice to finally understand what the Dragon Knights are to some extent. That said, a little downtime and some character moments after the conclusion of the dragon attack would have been really nice for me. I think they, they get to Tehran really quickly, and I just would have liked a little more breathing time. Gotcha, gotcha. Sorry. Now then, episode 24, Dragon Master General Baron. As Dai refuses to join Baron, the Dragon Legion commander engages Dai in battle. Poor Dai is hopelessly outclassed, but then a familiar friend steps in to battle Baron while our hero recovers. We start the episode with Hyunkel taking the injured Carl soldier back to his kingdom to bury his poor brother who died in the battle. Alas, the soldier's brother was killed by none other than Baron. The Dragon Legion commander's attack left a dragon crest shaped wound in the deceased that Hyunkel recognizes as the same crest that Dai has. Switching back to the underwater temple, Dai refuses to join Baron and hits him squarely with an Avon Strash. It does hardly any damage, however only cracking Baron's armor a little bitty bit. Then Baron blasts his way to the surface with Dai in tow, blasting him aside. Pop tries to slow down Baron with a dog spell, while Leona casts a full heal on Dai. Unfortunately, Baron is able to easily break free of the spell. <laughs> I want to break free. Anyway, <laughs> then he reveals that Dai's name is actually Dino. Dino, and that Dai is his son. So he's not a dragon knight, he's a dinosaur! A dinosaur! <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no! No, that's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know it to be... Oh, wait a minute. Calm down there, Skywalker. <laughs> we also find out that the Dark Army is spying on them through the use of Zabarera's Hydra. The Hydra, which has the word eye literally in its name, is a big observing eye with tentacles. Not to be confused with the multi-headed Hydra that they were just battling in town not too long before. Nope. Dark King Vern makes an appearance and declares that Baron will take Hadlar's place if he can recruit Dai to the Dark Army. The Dark King is overjoyed at the prospect of having two Dragonites under his command. We still don't get to see King Vern's true image yet because he is veiled behind curtains. The mystery continues. Yep. And incidentally, I find Vern's English voice unimpressive. Oh. It's, yeah, it's just a dude lowering his voice. Anyway, the story cuts back to Dai, who tries to take out Baron with a zap strash. Oh, man. I, I just have to go briefly go back to the uh, the critique about the voice. I'm, yeah. I'm completely the opposite with that. <laughs> it's it's because uh, I, I it's Paul Dobson is the guy who voices him. Uh, did you ever watch the uh, the anime Inuyasha? I did watch a little bit at the beginning. Actually, I was just talking about that show with a student earlier today. Yeah, it's uh, he does the voice of Naraku, uh, the big bad guy for the show. So I think I, I love his voice that he's doing for King Vern so far. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing it more because King Vern will be become a huge character later, later on in the show, obviously. 
And he, he even did like the little flea yoga too. So he's got some range, but oh, well, I mean, that's okay. Different, different opinions. Maybe, well, maybe, I, maybe you'll, you'll warm up to him later. We'll see. Maybe I must confess my, my fiance, she did like his voice and I'm just oh, like, okay. um, but you know, whenever it, it just feels to me like this is somebody changing their voice and I can tell that they're specifically changing their voice that, um, that kind of sets things off for me. But on the other hand, Kilvern's voice is just fantastic. Like I really enjoy his. Oh yeah, that's pretty. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 loving uh, watching this dub. I'm trying to catch up with it. I did. I watched the dub for these two episodes, and I'm starting at the beginning too. And some yeah. of the voices are great. I like the one they. I like the voice they use for Pop too. It's been fantastic. Yeah, he's really growing on me. Even you know, like uh, dies with some of the voices. It's just like they're not a bad voice, but you kind of wish it was the you know the slightly better like mainstream voice actor because you know like with die for instance i think if we had more of a gohan kind of voice that that would be even better than what we've got but the one we have is also fine yeah it's it that see that's one that, that is a voice where like you with uh king Vern, it sounds to me like a female who's doing a kid's voice who's trying to make the kid's voice a little you know stronger yeah it, yeah so it, it kind of pops out to me but i'm starting to get used to it i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean by the end of the at the end of the show, I'm sure we'll be just well used to all of them. So mm-hmm. there's that. <laughs> so you were saying that uh, uh, Dai, Dai uh, tries to take Braun out with his abstract. Yeah, so, which is a really cool looking move, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, then Braun is able to block and absorb the strash with his sword. And then he does Dai one better. And instead of using Zap to power up his sword, he uses Kuzap and hits Dai with a powerful Giga Break attack. Ouch. And this same skill would later show up as an ability called Giga Gash starting in Dragon Quest VIII. I need to play that game someday. Oh, my heart. No yes, joke. you do. <laughs> I know, I know. At that moment, Crocodine shows up to take on Baron and gives Leona and Pop a chance to recover Die. Crocodine has also figured out that Baron is immune to spells, frustratingly. So his style, so Crocodine's style of physical fighting has more of a chance of working than anything else. Even so, he realizes how powerful Baron is in general, to the point that Pop sees him shaking with fear. Yeah, which is really touching because Crocodile is so great then to see him be a bit scared like that. Mm-hmm. But Brave, you know, it's dramatic. Yes. And then after some banter between Baron and Crocodile, Baron is impressed by Dai's ability to inspire loyalty in the Beast King. Yes. And we also get a brief look at Dai's mother, Sola, as Baron contemplates Dai and what he has done with all of his party members and how he has inspired them this whole time. Indeed. And can you believe her name is pronounced Sola? Because sure not spelled that way, is it? Yeah, I don't know. I th- I'm pretty sure it's Sola. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is. You're right. Oh, 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 okay. Gotcha. That's, that's how they said it. You know, although there's one name. I forget which one, if it was Zabuera or somebody, but like there's one name where they're just saying it wrong. Like they just came up with a new pronunciation. And oh. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, but yeah, mostly we're just going to have to live with whatever the new English pronunciations are, right? Yeah, yeah but I, I guess they're, they're getting it from like the word sore, S-O-A-R. You know, it's it's making that same sound. Anyway. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was like uh, solar as in kind of like solar, like solar power, the sun. They make the whole comparison kind of thing. Yeah. And for it to be that way, why are they spelling it differently? Because it's spelled Sowala, right? So like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so Crocodile charges with a full strike from his axe, but it shatters when he tries to hit Baron. And Aura, that Baron calls the Draconic Aura, completely shields Baron, and he delivers a mighty blow 
that sends Crocodine flying. The dr- <coughs> aura. <laughs> Is that it for Crocodine? We'll have to wait until the next episode to find out. Dang it. Yeah, so these two episodes that we just talked about correspond to the latter half of episode 41 through the first half of episode 45 of the old anime from the 90s. Not too many differences, but when uh, Pop first uses Donk in the old anime, there are four dragons instead of five, and one of them tries to light him on fire before the Donk crushes that down as well. It's a pretty cool effect. I liked it. And there's a couple more comedy bits during the green dragon fight with Pop. And the Hydra fight with Dai, who is red in the old version, is extended. Yeah, like in that Hydra fight, there's this cool scene where Dai uses a crack spell to freeze two of the Hydra heads and does this flying kick that severs both of them at the same time. It was uh, it was nice. Man, they should have kept that. The Talking Dragon's soul orb underwater has a male voice instead of a female voice, but the new show's female voice is actually cooler. Yeah, I agree. And lastly, they get more into how Baran met Dai's mother a little bit sooner here in the old anime than they, they do in the new anime. That's coming up a little ah. bit later in the show. So uh, what did you think of this uh, latest episode of the new anime about this confrontation with Baran? Well, we learn even more about Dai's identity, which is certainly good. And I'm always glad when Crocodile shows up, too. You know, he he shows up. He doesn't do much yet, but he's being his great self. I love Mm. that. However, the cliffhanger ending isn't satisfying at all, man. You really have to watch the next episode soon after this one because we just don't get enough at the end of this one. No, yeah, got to got to watch more. Got to got to got to have more. And you know, for me, this is definitely a pivotal episode of the series. You know, we find out that Baran is Dai's father and we get a good taste of you know, how powerful he potentially is. It's a fun episode and it definitely had me intrigued to see more. Right on. So before we leave you fine folks today, we have a, a few more things to talk about when it comes to Dai. We're, we're going to talk about Dai on Hoopla and the Jump Festa. I am very excited that the Dai dub is now on Hoopla. It's so great to see this show all over again with a dub. For a little refresher, Hoopla is a free streaming app that you can use through your local library. Most of the libraries across the United States, uh, even the ones on military bases, which is the one that I use, Oh. Uh, you just have to go to the library, get a library card, you know, make sure, you know, ask them, hey, do you support the Hoopla app? Then you can take your library credentials back home on your computer, on your phone, on your whatever. You can log in through your library, download the app, and you can watch the Die Dub for free. <laughs> well, uh, I remain convinced that you and everyone who just heard that are the only people who know what Hoopla is. <laughs> But, hey, that's a good thing. Like, it's good to have more options. It's it's a weird financial deal for Toei to have made, you know, putting it on Hoopla instead of a service that people would be more familiar with. But, hey, you know, every little bit helps. And that way there's people who don't have to don't have to buy it like I did. You know, I bought it on Vudu. Yeah, because the only other option is to buy it through Vudu or the Microsoft Store. There's no streaming, regular streaming service like Crunchyroll or Netflix or anybody that that does it. But at least there is the free option through the the Hoopla library app. So I'm glad that they have that. And, And it's weird. For some reason right now, they only have 42 of the 50 available episodes uh but i'm sure they'll have the rest soon yeah and i mean if they never added them you could just go on and and buy them somewhere else if you really had to true in other die news the infinity strash and oven prequel manga made quite the splash at the recent jump festa event yes jump festa is a yearly convention that promotes everything related to jump manga titles such as dragon ball spy family die and more did you see pictures of the setup 
I did. Uh, one of the Facebook groups that's uh, solely, that's completely about die. they had lots of nice pictures from the event. They had this huge setup for Infinity Strash and a nicely done setup for the Die Avon prequel manga as well. That sounds really cool. And did we get any news out of it? There were rampant rumors that the event was possibly going to feature other upcoming Dragon Quest titles like Dragon Quest 3, 2D HD, or Dragon Quest 12. Nope, that was all baseless speculation. Purely a jump-related event. They even revealed the logo well before the event, and the only DQ character on it was Dai himself, being related to jump manga. Yeah, well, I'm still mad about it. <laughs> Were there any new and savory tidbits at all, then? As far as I can tell, no. I believe they had the trailer up from the Tokyo Game Show, and that was about it. The only new news I saw was that they confirmed that Dai, Pop, Mom, and Hyunkle confirmed playable characters for the game. What about Crocodile? <laughs> so far, not yet, but I hope they confirm him soon. I know he's one of your favorite characters. Who told you that? Oh, it was me. I told you that. Yeah, the game definitely needs more Crocodile than we've seen so far. A lot more. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I hope they'll have more news about the game soon. I'm really excited to see when this game is going to come out. That's probably the next big thing that they'll reveal is when are th when is it going to come out? When's the release date going to be? We know it's going to be a simultaneous release in Japan and the West. We just don't know when. Very exciting. And, you know, Dragon Quest fans who enjoy action already have Dragon Quest Treasures to chew on right now. I mean, Dragon Quest Treasures is actually a really special game. Yes. But so they have to space the die game out some. But yeah, as, if you're specifically a fan of the adventure of die, then you're very eager for that big game to come. Oh, yeah. And that's all for this episode of Slime Time Tactfully Die. If you want to prepare for the next episode, be sure to watch episodes 25 and 26 of The Adventure of Die on Crunchyroll or Hulu. Or, or Hoopla. Oh, yeah. Why not Hoopla, too? Yeah. If you, if you know what that is. Which you don't. <laughs> or you can, can buy it on the Microsoft Store. You can buy it on Voodoo. There's so many options now. It's great. great. And one of the options we don't use is that we don't use Patreon. But if you do have any money that is just completely strashing in your wallet, pouch, bottomless bag, treasure chest, pot, barrel, safe, or even searchable wall sack, and you would like to donate anything to a website that's been supporting Dragon Quest fans for over 20 years, stop by the Dragon's Den at www.wudis.com den and click on support this site. Wudis has owned and maintained the Dragon's Den Dragon Quest fan site for decades. He personally edits every YouTube version of our podcast, and he fully appreciates any donations to help keep the servers running. The Dragon's Den website also features an Amazon affiliate link. If you click the link and then make a purchase... A small fraction of the sale will go to support the den. It doesn't cost you anything, and it could even save the life of a stray slime or moogle. Kupo! We even have a Slime Time t-shirt you can buy by our resident artist, Dwayne. See the link for it in the show notes. As part of the Slime Time Extended Universe, or Stu, you can direct comments or questions for the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at DQ Slime Time. And you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Twitch. Come watch me play a variety of games every Saturday, kids. <laughs> Getting back to Dragon Quest, consider joining in tons, tons, tons of Dragon Quest discussions at the Dragon's Den forums. 
the only forums clinically proven to fight plaque and bad breath. Find our forums from the Dragon's Den main page or at woodis.com slash forums. You can also find us and other rabid Dragon Quest fans through the Dragon Questers, Dragon Quest Tact Global, and Infinity Strash Facebook groups. We'd love to see you there. Or come hang out with us and tons of other hardcore Dragon Quest fans on the officially unofficial Dragon's Den Discord server. We'd like to thank everyone that made this possible, including Pendy, Woodus, the Dragon's Den, and Shiva, the original Ice Babe. And a special thanks to Platy for helping me out with our rotating podcast logo. Please like, subscribe, and write a review for the podcast. For more Dragon Quest Slime Time, check out our library of episodes on Dragon's Den, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Audible, YouTube, and more. We'll catch you later, everybody. Don't hate. Appreciate. Time to zoom on out of here. This is Gutrude for Slime Time, reminding you all that you must complete your adventure.